So, Harry, mm-hmm. what is the earliest website you can remember visiting? Okay, earliest website, Facebook. Oh my God, you're so young. No, no, I'm not that young. Um, I would say the earliest website, probably something like, I don't know, like CBBC or something Aww. like that. Uh, what were you looking for on CBBC? I don't know, just things, cartoons <laughs> just and shit. The latest Teletubbies gossip? <laughs> yeah. how, does, how did it work? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't remember. It was, like, it was a long time ago, John, longer than I care to admit. I do remember, oh, maybe AOL? Yeah, okay. Yeah, is, that, that's, is that so much a website as more of like a server? I have no server? idea. Don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Okay. But I do remember that when I was first introduced to YouTube, mm-hmm. um, I forgot what it was called initially and referred to it as Ubend for quite a while. <laughs> oh, bless. <laughs> I mean, you can see the mistake I made. Yeah, there. sure, absolutely. But, some, uh, might, some might say that was good social commentary. <laughs> But just imagine if like the, the biggest video network on the internet was a place called, called U-Bend. U-Bend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a time. Welcome back, everybody, to Beyond the Box Set, the podcast where today we are pitching prequels, sequels, and spin-off ideas to the net. We'll also be pitching some drinking games and hearing other sequel pitches from our Twitter followers. But first, we're going to talk about some of our favourite moments from the original movie and catch you up with a bit of a plot summary. I'm Harry, the host with the most. Computers on me at any one time. This is very true. Yep. On five right now. You're on five. Right now, there are no fewer than five screens attached to you in some part of your body. (laughs) And joining me as always, the host with the most chance of hacking a bank area into my favour, it's John Lucas. I'm still trying. I want to give me a couple more years. I'll get there. Okay, thank you. Um, so the net. The net. What yes. do you think of this? Why did you, why did you pick this? I picked this kind of on a whim, just because on a previous episode you mentioned that one of your favourite things in all of films is to watch films that think they know what's going to happen in the future, or you know, mm, yeah. or trying to embrace modern the future of technology and stuff, and then obviously how those things don't turn out like the real ones. Yeah. Like how Back to the Future, obviously, which we can't do because there's loads of them, mm. you know, took a journey into the future, but now we've got past that future point and we can see how ridiculous it looked. Mm-hmm. So, and I think what better for that kind of film than those early films from the mid nineties that kind of saw the internet coming and kind of tried to make a little genre out of it. Yeah. So there were a few we could have chosen for this, but yeah. uh, I went with the net. I hadn't seen it before. Mm-hmm. It seemed like the most commercial, obviously, because mm-hmm. it had Sandra Bullock. So I was like, well, what's a big... What did a big blockbuster kind of movie in 1995 think the internet was going to be? Was this a big blockbuster? It was financially was that, was, successful, yeah. Is this what the mid-90s were? Yeah, I mean, this this is like peaks, well, early peak Sandra Bullock. Like, okay. she'd done Speed. I think she'd done While You Were Sleeping. So this is like when she's like a star on the rise. Mm-hmm. So this is like an early Sandra Bullock vehicle. So, yeah, I mean, it's not like the big, it wasn't the biggest movie of the year it came out in, but mm-hmm. it, it was profitable. It made 100 okay. million. Okay, yeah. wow. Because this film was dog shit (laughs) but in the best way oh okay i was gonna say yeah this film for me was it was everything i hoped it would be (laughs) yeah yeah in terms of being completely ludicrous and Mm -hmm. you know stupid although i will say there were long stretches that were quite dull yes there was a lot of nothing in this yeah there was definitely some padding and it kind of got lost in the weeds with its plot Mm -hmm. but there was enough that really tickled me that that kind of made it okay like Mm -hmm. there was enough that was just so stupid and Yeah. yeah 
got the internet so very wrong. I mean, yeah. it didn't get everything wrong. It had its moments, but it, it got it got something like going to pizza.com. <laughs> yeah, we do that. I just I, I know but it was just like the way that she went around. Oh it sure, yeah. Like going to a whole different website just to have your, your to-do list. It was on a whole different computer. <laughs> she had a she had like a work <laughs> computer and a pizza ordering computer. <laughs> she spent some money on this. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I love films where people are just chasing each other for a floppy disk. Yes, yes. Great. <laughs> this film is peak Chekhov floppy disk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, this was crazy. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm, um, I'm good. Yeah. 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 Uh, Louise didn't. She went to bed fairly early on. She, she wasn't interested. She lost <laughs> yeah. interest. Yeah. But now I had a really good time with this. I'm pleased. I'm glad. Yeah. This is a very dynamic game, Mister. To be honest, Angela, this game is as bloody as it gets. But believe me, the kids will eat this up. But first, you're gonna tell me what keeps crashing the damn thing. Well, you have been virus, Mr. Dupina, and not so very nice one. You're the best. I knew I could count on you. So, what should we do? Well, don't think about hitting the escape key on any of your systems for a while. One keystroke will wipe out your whole system. God, I don't know how these things happen. You know, I just ordered that security program last week. What's it called? Gatekeeper? Well, that's what they all say. Did you install it? Absolutely. The minute we got it, I think. Should we move into a plot summary then? Sure thing. Great. So, The Net, released in 1995, as mentioned, stars Sandra Bullock, Mm -hmm. who was, as I mentioned, kind of on the rise at this point in her career. She'd just done Speed. But we don't open with Sandra Bullock in this film. We open with kind of a cold open style with a some form of high-ranking Washington politician is like, I think literally on the steps of the Capitol Mm -hmm. and he receives a mysterious phone call. And we don't know what has transpired in this phone call, but it's definitely something bad because he's like, could you have made a mistake? Yeah. Yeah. And then he asks his driver to drive him to the nearest park. Mm -hmm. He sits on a bench. He phones his wife and kids Mm -hmm. has an emotional conversation and he shoots himself in the face. Yeah. And then uh, it's quite a strong opening. Yeah. Yeah. You set your tone. Uh, (laughs) We don't, we don't come back to him really at all. I mean, he gets, yeah, he gets mentioned, but it's kind of of a side plot. Yeah. Then we cut to Sandra Bullock Mm -hmm. and she is playing a very early nineties video game. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah well it's actually wolfenstein 3d it's a real game okay yeah sure i remember it well it was a good time but i like i look clearly a bit of product placement like very early product placement going on because mm-hmm. she's like this is such a dynamic game the kids are just gonna love it <laughs> 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 it's all she did to do was like turn around and do two thumbs up at the camera like the kids are gonna love it but, <laughs> but we can see that sandra bullock she is an improbably attractive as they always are in these movies <laughs> an improbably attractive <laughs> computer nerd shut in never mm-hmm. leaves the house early computer programmer mm-hmm. yeah is she supposed to be a nerd yeah. what is this <laughs> well my favorite bit is... at least give her a pair of thick room glasses well it, the, for most of the film i mean they don't make her much attempt to make her not look beautiful but they do they put her in like a lot of heavy chunky knits and she's mm-hmm. got like a chunky fringe and maybe she you know i'm not saying that makes her look unattractive but I, I can see how okay maybe i can see how they go in for some kind of you know okay she's not really very fashionable she's a bit of a geek mm-hmm. you know, they're trying yeah and then there's a scene in mexico when she gets hits the beach and she's suddenly in just like a bikini <laughs> and she's got this banging bod I'm like yeah yeah that's the body of someone who sits around computer program and ordering <laughs> pizza every night yeah mm-hmm. that that's what happens yeah yeah sure, yeah. sure sandy <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh i love it though so yeah so she is a computer programmer it seems like her job is to debug viruses kind of thing 
I, I don't know. I've no idea what her job actually is. I mean, a lot of the internet stuff was vague. Like, yeah. It was vague or too specific and very confusing. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah there wasn't really much of a middle ground. So yeah. she's in contact with somebody else mm-hmm. who works in a company and they send floppy disks to each other through FedEx. Yeah, so cost effective. <laughs> so cost effective. <laughs> and so he sends her this disk that's like called Mozart's... You jumped well, a little bit ahead. Okay, yeah. well, either way, he, he sends these things, and I think that she tests them. Yeah. I think, I think that's what happens. She, well, the, yeah, because the game, when she's doing Wolfenstein, I think she's testing for viruses, because they, yeah. they send her the Wolfenstein game first, or somebody, some mysterious voice yeah. on her phone, and he goes, something's not working. Whenever I press escape, it seems to freeze, and she mm. goes, yep, you've got a virus. Yeah. And she kind of <laughs> yeah, isolates the virus with her magical computer powers. Mm-hmm. Traps it on a floppy disk. <laughs> right, yeah, that, that, that's it. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And then he asks her out on a date and she's like, no, 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 I don't do, I don't do that. I've got plans. Yeah. And then, then she orders her pizza on pizza.net, mm-hmm. pours a big glass of wine and plays a sad, sad Annie Lennox song. And it's like, yeah. oh, sad, sad life of an internet shut in. Like, is this also the point where she is on a, on a chat room with like three other people? Yes. And then she describes like her perfect, ma- like nobody asked. No, nobody asked. No, no. Nobody asked. <laughs> and then she's like, I'm going to write a long paragraph about my per- the perfect man, the perfect date. Mm. Um, and just give out all this information, and I'm like, this is 100% gonna come back to her oh, in sure, some sure. form. I don't, I, I don't know how. I mean, it comes back in the most obvious way. Yeah. But uh, it's coming back. Yeah. yeah this, sure. this, this is this is weird. I just loved how in this scene she's on a chat room, but she's also hooked it up to some kind of audio device. Yeah. So that everyone responds sounding like a Dalek from Doctor Who. Like, yeah, but like a different voiced Dalek. Yeah, yeah. And sure. that she's obviously reading out her. What, what she's typing as well because sure. that's how we all text now yeah, isn't yeah, yeah. it we, 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 we always read exactly what we're saying even when we're in a room by ourselves oh yeah i mean again <laughs> so much of, yeah it's... so much of this movie is them trying to get around the, the sheer boredom of people sitting at computers <laughs> you know like the, 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 if this movie was realistic there would be next to no dialogue because she's on her own most of the movie mm-hmm. and nothing much would happen no but my favorite bit of that and again this is jumping way far ahead but mm-hmm. there's a scene when she's back in the chat room later mm-hmm. and she's like, I need some help. And then one of the chatbot people, mm. uh, Cyberman or whatever his name is, yeah. says, okay, I, I know it all, but I need, I'm going to have to meet you. Let's, we need to meet up IRL. Yeah. And it cuts to Sandra Bullock's face, like tight close up on Sandra Bullock's face with this pondering expression. She goes, IRL, in real life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, because, you know, in 1995, not everyone knew what the acronym meant, you know? Yeah. yeah Most people didn't yeah. have a computer. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just commenting on that, even though it's jumping ahead, I loved that it was like, okay, well, I'm currently being pursued by some unknown villain mm-hmm. um i don't i don't know i don't know who he is but i know that he knows my perfect man you yeah. know he know he, he knows what my perfect man is i wonder how he could know that anyway let's go meet this guy in real life yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he found all my details in an anonymous chat room let me go back into the anonymous chat room and ask for help yeah. <laughs> she's not the sharpest tool in this movie is sandy she's I mean, an idiot she is, i mean she's good with her computers but other than that she makes very poor decisions yeah yeah <laughs> Well, anyway, we'll get to many of those decisions, I'm sure. But as you said, after the initial kind of character building scene of her, mm-hmm. you know, turning down the date, and then she orders this giant pizza from pizza.net, mm-hmm. which she wastes. Yep. Did you notice how much that pizza she just left uneaten? I, I was not happy with her. Waste of money. I think that's when Louise went to bed. Yeah, that, 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 was, the, that was like minute seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't long. Okay, fair enough. So yeah, so then the next day or at some point she gets e- she gets FedExed and I said email. Mm-hmm. That there's no email in this movie. That no, makes a lot not easier. At all. 
Um, she gets sent a floppy disk what with was email around. I need email is in it because there's, it is a plot point at the end. Is it? But only at the very end. It's right, never okay. used before the very, very end. Okay, cool. Yeah, which is strange because there's many times in this movie when it would have made sense to use it. But no. yeah. Uh, again, the hats are people speaking, I guess, mm -hmm. or flying planes. <laughs> so she, she gets fetched. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this whole film would be sold by email. It really would. <laughs> so she gets FedExed this floppy disk from a colleague. Mm -hmm. because of, she's either like a freelancer or she works remotely. Mm, yeah. So, but she she never seems to leave the house like ever. Yeah. Uh, but she gets this floppy disk sent by a colleague who says, "Hey, check this out. This is really weird." Mm -hmm. And then, as you were mentioning, it opens up and it's this website. It's. Well, I, th I think it's just it's a game. It's a game. Um, okay. It's a it's a game called Mozart's Ghost. Okay. It's a game where you can just turn on different instruments and play some music. That's not important. Okay, no. Um, the point is that Mozart music comes on every time you open it. And it's really goddamn annoying. I feel like they really slashed out on that audio sample because they really wanted to get their money's worth with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there's a little pie symbol in the bottom right. If you hold down Control and Shift while you press it, it opens up this this program that is you know being disguised as a game. Essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the way that I understood this was that this guy accidentally managed to, to do this. Because the way that he was phrasing it, like, hey, this is weird. Look at this. Well, I don't think he created it. I think he just stumbled upon it. Right, okay. Which is why I thought it was a website. But then why would you send a website via the medium of a floppy disk? Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I didn't understand. Like, no, I don't, I don't know either. I think it was just, if you do this hack thing, but, you mm. know, pressing on this pie symbol and doing yeah. whatever, then you'll have access to the FBI, the government, or anything mm. you Any want, basically. Any classified files and yeah. servers and, yeah, platforms, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just didn't know how he came by it. No, I don't think it's important. <laughs> it, it really felt like, hey, look what I've managed to do by accident. Yeah, yeah, because she's like, oh, well, this is clearly illegal. We should, you should probably inform the authorities. And he's like, I'm not ready to do that yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the movie's not ready for me to do that yet. But let me hop on a plane and let's meet up in real life and talk about it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and she's never met him before. No. And she's going on holiday tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's going to Mexico tomorrow. She's like, oh, okay, fine. But as long as you know that I'm going to... So he's going to fly. I don't know where he's supposed to be. But he flies all the way from wherever he is to where she is. Mm -hmm. Or plans to. He never makes it. Spoiler alert. Mm -hmm. And then he's going to talk to her for a morning. And then she's going to fly to Mexico. And he's going to just fly home again. I, I guess, yeah. Oh, the 90s was not environmentally conscious. <laughs> no, no. Whole lot of air miles. I mean, I don't think it was like a long distance because he was flying in, only in a, like a small plane. They don't go so fast. Yeah, true. Because um, in this universe, computer programmers just, they just own like... He, yeah, he, he he owns a plane and is a qualified pilot, apparently. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, questionably good one. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, because basically now we cut to him flying through the night sky. Mm -hmm. He's radioing some kind of, I guess, ground control. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, oh, air, air traffic control. Air traffic control, whatever, yeah. sure. And he's like, clear for landing. And they're like, oh, no, we don't know where you are. Yeah. He's like, what? Can you not see me? I'm on the radar. Like, yeah. I'm on the radar. And they're like, oh, no, we can't see you at all. I'm sorry. And he's like, what? Yeah. And then he just. I, I'm also wondering, where does he think he is? Yes. <laughs> like, where, like where, where, I'm assuming that she lives in a city or something. Yeah. Seems or, like she's in like Washington or yeah. something. Yeah. Or at least he's aiming for an airport. Do you ever say cleared for landing when you don't see an airport? I mean, I don't know. I don't fly planes. Mm. But like, Surely you need to be like, oh, the airport's there. That's where I want to be. Can I land there, please? Also, it seems like a pretty clear night. Yeah. And like, because he, cra then he did, basically he just crashes into a, a building, a building, like a factory, yeah. a big building, a factory. Yeah, sure. But like, and yeah, explode like 90s fireball, dies in a fiery 90s explosion. How low to the ground was he? How low to the ground was he? How did he not see it? Yeah. 
Because it wasn't like it was a thunderstorm and like there was loads of no. distortion. Apart from the fact that the people on the ground couldn't see him. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how that stopped well, they, him. Well, they were in a different place. That's yeah, exactly. That's they, that's... Yeah, they, they couldn't capture him on their radar or whatever. I don't yeah, know, yeah. yeah, sure. But I don't understand how he just... this this It's like this giant factory just kind of loomed out of nowhere and he just mm. he, he goes, shit, and he crashes into it and he dies. Mm, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. And I mean, I guess the... The assumption is that his plane was hacked, and yeah, or so the radar he, was hacked, or yeah. yeah so, he, so he was given wrong readings, you know, to maybe to say like, "Hey, your altitude is actually this, and you're not in the middle of nowhere. You're actually right next to an airport." So that's why he's reading traffic control, saying like, "Can I land?" Sure. Just eyes ahead of you. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> just, just yeah, look. Yeah. <laughs> but like, so they hacked his plane to make him go much lower, uh, and in the flight path of this factory's towers. What are the chances that he would hit those towers? Yeah, because I feel like a lot of a lot of the bad guys' plan sort of depends on other people's stupidity. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it depends on his, his very obscure crash. Yes. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think they just needed to have that nineties explosion scene. I guess yeah. But anyway, he dies, mm-hmm. uh, and she's kind of getting ready for her holiday. Yeah. We learn that she's got a very sad backstory, <laughs> where her mother has advanced senile dementia and no longer mm-hmm. recognizes her. Yeah. Her very, very young looking mother yeah. to, to have that bad of dementia. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she seems like she's what? I actually Googled it. The actress, Diane Baker, who played the mother, mm-hmm. was 56 when she made this film. Right, okay. <laughs> and she's playing Sandra Bullock's mother with advanced senile dementia, like as Ooh. if she's like 90 something or, you know. Like, <laughs> I mean, it happens very rarely that people guess, get, yeah. you know, early onset dementia, but like, I just thought that was so telling of like Hollywood in the nineties. Like mm. as soon as you go over 40, it's like, Oh now you're playing a crone with Alzheimer's. <laughs> well, I guess they kind of needed it because they clearly cast, um, Sandra Bullock, who was what? Twenties, probably mid twenties. Yeah. yeah. In this. And they needed somebody to be her mother who at some point in the film wouldn't remember her. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, so I guess it made sense. Like how much older can we make her mother? Like let's make her 30 years older. Can we go much older than that? No, not really. Yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. I, don't, um, I didn't know why they didn't just say her mum was dead. Right? Her mum didn't play that integral of a part in the Well, because they wanted to have that emotional scene in the middle, which was not emotional at all, by the way. Uh, sure, when, sure. When, yeah. when Sandra Bullock is having an identity identity crisis and needs mm. someone to identify her, and her mother is the only person to call, her mother doesn't yeah. remember her. I mean, this movie really stretches to make it sure that nobody in the world... Reckon, like she, she has no friends, no, no other family, yeah. nobody who can give her an idea, apart from the therapist boyfriend guy. Yeah, like... like yeah, it's it's bizarre how few people actually can like idea. Yeah. I think that's like obviously because the like, message of the movie, like the internet's gonna make us all anonymous. Whoa, yeah. no one will know us. Whoa, pizza delivery guy. Yeah, I mean the the fact that the landlady doesn't even know what she looks like. I yeah, mean, she must have a next door neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> even if you're not friendly, you know what they look honest, like. We, we've all seen what she looks like. She's not the sort of person to never go outside, is she? Exactly, exactly. Where is she get? She's at yeah. least gone on a few runs, you know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so. She's got this sad backstory with her mother, but anyway, she's about to set off on her holiday, and then she calls up the company of the guy who was supposed to be flying over, mm. and obviously he's not there because he's dead. And then some one of the other guys at the same company is like, "Oh yeah, Petey, he he died last night." And mm-hmm. so he he seems really nonchalant about it because he's he's, mm-hmm. he's it's like, "Yeah, he's dead. Can you come and actually start working in the office?" Like mm-hmm. he, but this this guy's got been dead, been dead for like six hours tops. Yeah, like, <laughs> so cold blooded. Mm-hmm. Like, and then Sandra Bullock as well. She's just kind of like, oh, wow. Well, he was on his way to see me. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, off to Mexico I go. <laughs> yeah, still, uh, would you still go on holiday? Well, I mean, 
it's I, I can understand like if a colleague at work died and you weren't actually that close, you might be like, oh, that's sad. But I don't even know how to cancel my plans, you know. <laughs> you know, so it sounds rough but yeah she's never met him before you know in yeah. person but yeah she does seem to considering she is very much involved in how he died i mean i guess it's just he's the only person we see her have a relationship with in mm. the film true yeah so yeah i just would kind of assume that they were they were somewhat close yeah no i agree it's it's a i mean sandra bullock reacts to nothing in this movie she's so mm. chill the yeah. entire movie yeah that's obviously a choice that she's made so. yeah uh but anyway so she then does in fact fly off to Mexico, bringing her laptop and her floppy disk, mm-hmm. you know, just in case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's in Mexico now. She's on her holiday. Uh, she seems to have invented Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's sat on the beach just doing her programming. Like, mm-hmm. okay, where's the le- cable modem? <laughs> what? what? Um, she's on the beach doing her doing her coding, doing mm-hmm. her programming, and she has a meet cute with a dashing Brit, honky British honker spunk. Spot uh, the villain. Yep, spot the villain, Jeremy Norvin playing a guy called Jack, I think his name is, in this film. He's also some kind of improbably attractive computer hacker, he says. <laughs> it's like, oh, God, aren't we so pathetic? We just never live our lives, do we? While standing on a beach in Mexico with, like, washboard abs. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just such a shut-in. Um, <laughs> but anyway, they hit it off, obviously, and he takes her on a romantic evening stroll. Mm-hmm. And on this evening stroll, they are rudely interrupted by a mugger who runs into frame very yep. kind of comedically, yeah. grabs Sandra Bullock's handbag and races off into the underbrush. Mm-hmm. And then Jack, the villain, soon to be revealed to be villain, mm-hmm. chases after the mugger. Sandra Bullock's left behind on the beach. And then we, this is when we learn that he is in fact the villain because he catches up with the mugger and it becomes clear that he's paid the mugger to do mm-hmm. this. And he kind of roots through the bag, finds the floppy disk, shoots the mugger in the head with a, a gun with a silencer, yeah. and then kind of does that thing that villains always do when they need to look like they've been injured in a fight. Mm-hmm. They never just like, yeah. <laughs> it's always the palm of the hand. It's always a very slow dig into the palm of the hand. Like, yeah, I, 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 n- I never understand that. Like, yeah. if you're going to try and make out that like you grabbed a knife or something, then hold the knife like yeah. light, lightly and then just like whip it out quickly yeah because firstly that's how it would go if you tried to grab a knife it would they wouldn't like slowly dig in through all your nerves of your hand exactly yeah why so why torture yourself yeah and also that's a really like debilitating injury yeah yeah that's his that's his gun gripping hand you know yeah just like take a cut to like uh, like the the leg like a yeah, like just, a flesh wound it's not not a like yeah, nerve slash, cutting slash wound. your bicep just very you know make it look like someone's been waving a knife at you, you know? yeah. yeah yeah that's 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 all it needs to be you don't yeah. need to like just disable Give yourself, your hand. Yeah, stigmata for what, it. You're just going to type with one hand now? You can't hack yeah. with one hand. Yeah, well, he's not, I don't think he's really a hacker, but sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, he goes back to Sandy B and he pretends that everything's, you know, he pretends that the mugger got away and he's been attacked. So she's yeah. now left with, well, she's lost the floppy disk, which doesn't realize that's what anyone's after. Mm-hmm. She's also lost every form of identification. She's lost her passport. She's yeah. lost her wallet, her driver's license, all gone. Mm-hmm. But she seems fine about it. Yeah. Although to be fair, I related to this because this reminded me of the time that I got mugged on holiday and i spent the rest of the night just trying to be like I'd, everyone else was way more worried about it than i was mm. i was just kind of like it's happened it's fine let's just keep having fun it's okay like yeah. and i was like I'll, I'll deal with this tomorrow yeah. so i could kind of relate to sandy <laughs> on that I'm, like, I'm not letting this ruin my night mm. so yeah she's kind of in that frame of mind i guess so he takes her out to kind of cheer her up he takes her out onto a, a midnight yacht so they go well not to cheer her up to kill her but from her perspective <laughs> he offers to cheer her up mm-hmm. so they're on a yacht in the middle of the ocean i guess in mexico this is where the film really takes it to, to the next level mm-hmm. i find <laughs> what do you mean his villainous speech or? just everything yeah, about it gets all so, of this yeah 
So he's planning to murder her. Yeah. Now that he's got the floppy disk. Yeah. On this boat in the ocean. But he just can't resist having sex with her first. No. <laughs> so he does. Mm-hmm. And she finds his gun. Well, well, no. So first of all, he has sex with her um, just because she looks so damn good. Uh-huh, yeah. I, I think she basically does a little tease for him first. And then he's like, you know what? I'm going to put this gun away. Yes. And get out of this. This else. can wait. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, then uh, they talk about radioing home or something. It's like, oh, got no range. Better go further out. Yeah. yeah. Like, that, like, that's what he says. She really does not see the signs. Yeah. I'm like, what? what? Why? If you've got no range here, we're too close to the shore. We've not, we, we, we can't get in contact. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> that's no. Um, so he drives the boat further out. And there's a whole time jump here. Mm. So like they go really far out into the middle of nowhere. And like, okay, he's going to like push her off the boat or something and just shoot her off the boat, something like that. But no, like she is, is she, is she asleep or something? Oh yeah. So he goes in to like drive the boat or whatever. And he leaves his jacket and she's cold and she puts it on. Yeah. She puts the jacket on and notices that there's a gun in it. So he comes out after like hiding the keys and stuff inside. And uh, she's holding the gun and she's like, what's this? Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's for late night whaling. <laughs> late like, night shark hunting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as if he's going to just like point a pistol at a, a, yeah. a shark and just go, bang, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and like, she doesn't buy it, no. but I like that he has that prepared. Yeah, yeah. that that's Like, his, like yeah. he, he doesn't hesitate with that. He's like, yeah, no, late night whaling. Yep. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, that's what I was doing with this. I mean, well, from here, from here it breaks into a fight, but like the gun is taken out of it fairly quickly. I think she like she's taken. Oh, the, she takes she takes the clip out. The of clip it, out, yeah, and that falls into water. Yeah, but I think there is another clip somewhere. I don't know. Whatever. Either way, they have a fight and she wins. Yeah. Um, first of all, she burns his face with a cigarette. Classic. Yeah. Yep. And uh, she then also knocks him out with a champagne bottle, mm-hmm. and then runs inside, goes and looks for the keys and everything. I think she can find the keys, but she doesn't know how to operate the boat. Um, yeah, and then she just jumps into a little... Like, so she's an expert hacker, doesn't know how to operate a boat. It's a different sure, skill set. Yeah. Sure, whatever. <laughs> I mean, just like press the on button and go, could surely. You, could you drive a boat? I mean, I haven't, but I feel like I could. Okay, sure. Well, you know, you never know, so you have to do it. How yeah. hard could it be? But uh, yeah, conveniently, there is a little um, uh, small inflatable speedboat just sort of roped out of the back. Yeah, which sure. Which feels... Is that how people have yachts? I mean, yeah, sure, sure, just... sure yeah, you want a lifeboat or something, but is it just the dinghy that's just roped out the back? Yeah, I thought that too, because at no point did she have to, like, inflate it. No. Like, it's just, it's just like, it's been dragged along behind the whole time. Yeah. Just in case. Of... I, I've, I've never seen a yacht in a film with a boat just getting dragged behind. That's a good point. It would either be a little rowboat and she'd have to very slowly get away. Yeah. Or it would be, like, inflatable or something. Yeah. yeah. Some, something, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. But anyway, there is this boat and it's, uh, yeah, it's roped to the back and so she jumps on it unhooks it from the yacht and starts trying to start the motor. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he's woken up and he's sort of in a bit of a daze and he's worked out what's going on and he jumps for her, landing in the water nearby and then grabs onto the side of her boat. She eventually starts the motor and I'm like, oh, this is about to get gory in some form. Someone's going into a motor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It never actually happens. Not, not that kind of movie. And she drives in like into the side of the yacht so mm-hmm. he like falls off her boat and he's not seen again. And then she just drives off into the darkness. Bear in mind, we're in the middle of no- the middle of the ocean, as far as we know. Yeah. Because he drove for ages, like a time jump away. But she drives away and immediately crashes. <laughs> I laughed so hard when this happened. Yeah. <laughs> like it's so quick. How, how like she crashes into like just some rocks. Yeah. That are there. So I guess they're actually right by the shore. I guess yeah, they didn't but go who, anywhere. But who knew? Because so, yeah. nobody ever looks where they're going in this goddamn. No, thing. no, no, they really don't. 
And she, yeah, but she must the, be near the shore because she gets rescued. Yeah, it was just the way, like, she, yeah, so, so she crashes into this rock in the middle of the night, yeah. crashes into this rock, gets flung from the boat, lands in the water, mm-hmm. you know, presumably shallow, shallow rocky water. She hits knows. her head, I think that's why she gets concussion or something, yeah. Yeah. And then she wakes up three days later in a hospital. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's really... When she wakes up in the hospital with amnesia... Well, she doesn't actually have amnesia, but it really yeah. took a turn. It was like she was going to have amnesia. Yeah, like, yeah, okay. um, definitely, yeah. <laughs> My God. It's a lot, yeah. What What on earth was this whole scene? <laughs> this, this whole thing? <laughs> it's like the movie's got, like... It, it's got its main points. It's like we want Sandra Bullock to get from A to B to C to D. But to mm. get to those places, it just... It really goes all over the map. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it really strains to get the characters into the, the right positions at any given moment. So it's just the way that she was flung from that boat. It was, she it crashed was very funny, so yeah. quickly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she barely had enough time to get up any speed from before. Yeah, like. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. So she wakes up in a Mexican hospital. Mm-hmm. She's obviously a bit blurry. Yeah. Um, were they in Mexico before? Yeah, they were in Mexico. I, I think it's Mexico. Oh, it's a holiday. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah, she has to get back into America. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yes, she wakes up. The floppy disk has been destroyed, mm-hmm. uh, but just I guess by being in the water in the sun or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she, she gets it back, but it's you know, damaged beyond repair. Yeah, she checks herself out. How long was she in the water and in the sun with a, like clearly unconscious? Yeah, no, because she's like, kind of fine. Like she's yeah. got a few scrapes, but that's it. Like yeah. she's not horribly sunburned. I mean, the, 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 yeah, yeah. Like the hospital staff are like, no, no, no. You must stay. You must stay. You're you're, you're way too like ill to to move or anything like that. Never a problem again. She's just like, bye, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never comes up again. Yeah. So she checks herself out and she goes back to her hotel, mm-hmm. but she can't get into her room because she is told that... She already checked out. She has already checked out, or to be specific, Angela Bennett mm-hmm. checked out of the hotel s- several days ago. Mm-hmm. She's like, but I'm Angela Bennett. I didn't check out. Yeah. They're like, well, the computer doesn't lie. Yes. Computers don't lie in this movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So she's very confused and she has no, now she's trapped in Mexico mm-hmm. with no form of ID, no money, no passport, no nothing. Mm-hmm. So the next thing we see is she's, I guess at the embassy or something. I guess. Yeah. Like trying to make a call to someone and some random just comes up behind her and goes, excuse me, are you Ruth Marks? And she's like, no, no, I'm not Ruth Marks. Mm. And she's like, and this woman is like, but were you looking for a temporary visa to get back into America? Mm. And she's like, well, yes, I am actually. And is this all of your details? Like, yeah. like her social security, her address and all stuff. <laughs> everything but the name. But the na- like, there's a photo of her, like a mugshot thing, mm-hmm. of everything. And she's like, yeah, but that my name's not Ruth Marks. And mm. she's like, well, it, it's in your name. Yep. And she's like, so this is a, a document that's uh, saying I'm, some, I'm not who I say I am. Mm-hmm. But it's got all my details on it. Yep. And if I just sign it, I can get into America. Yeah. I'm sure this won't come back and bite me in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> This is insane. This is why would you do this? The most insane thing. And she's just like, oh, I guess I'll sign it then. So she signs it, dooming herself. You know, (laughs) she is in fact. Like you already, there's already something dodgy going on. Like somebody has tried to kill you. Yes. Like you, you know that for a fact. Some random man who you've not met before has tried to kill you on the same evening that you were mugged and you lost all your ID. You mm-hmm. then wake up in a, in, a, in a Mexican hospital three days later yep. to find out that somebody has checked out of your hotel for you. And so now you're like, okay, I'll just sign myself as somebody else's name, mm-hmm. you know, the, on this form that's given to me with all my details on it. How mm-hmm. on earth did anybody know my social security number? Yeah. How did she afford her ticket back? I, oh, maybe it was paid for, I guess. Oh, yeah, sure. This is another thing she doesn't question, yeah. Yeah. I, 
I, I just don't know. Maybe it's part of a, a US embassy thing that. Yeah, maybe they just like send her back because she's in distress. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't think this movie wants you to think too hard about anything. So. No. But. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. <laughs> it is so completely ludicrous. I mean, I guess that she thinks I'll be able to like do more when I'm in when when I'm back in America. Yeah, she just wants to get home. Like, I can't then... really do anything here from Mexico. Yeah. Because I don't have anything. Like, as far as she knows, at this point. Her apartment is still like full of her stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. her apartment, and then you know she's got access to computers, and then she's she's back in the game. She just needs to get back onto the net. Ms. Marks, please dial your card number again uh, now. Ruth Marks, excuse me. Are you Ruth Marks? No. You're not the woman who's here about a temporary visa. No, I, I am here by the visa, but is your social security number 915-30-1717? You live at 407 Finley Avenue, Venice, California? Yeah. Well, then according to the computers of the California Department of Motor Vehicles, you're Ruth Marks. So, uh, if that's who you are, you need to sign your name there and we'll issue your visa. Um, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not. Um... You're not. What? I'm not uh, clear about something. Uh, without this, I, I can't get back into the United States. Is that correct? That's correct. So, all I would have to do is just sign Ruth Marks. And... Right. There. So she signs herself as Ruth Marks, mm -hmm. and then she flies back to America, goes back to her, her apartment or her, her house, mm -hmm. and finds that it is empty and it is up for sale. Yeah. And then she learns that Angela Bennett has, again, for all intents and purposes, moved out several weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I... And again, because like nobody recognizes her in the whole of the world. She's got no friends <laughs> or family apart from her mum who's got dementia. Mm -hmm. The landlady's like, well, I never really saw her. Like she never, never like, <laughs> left the house. So mm -hmm. yeah. So it's like, the, the, it's like the film's in big capital letters. The internet will isolate you. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and also in the middle of this. So I think the, Somebody calls the police. Maybe she calls the police because she's mm. like, my house is being sold. Yeah. There's all police in her house. And we see evil Jack just like um, oh, watching yeah. her from afar. Yeah. You know, like some hidden camera kind of situation. Mm -hmm. And he alters her criminal record to make it look like she's a drug addled prostitute mm -hmm. who's wanted by the police for all kinds of petty crimes, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, this at this point, when the police are in her apartment, she's trying to tell them what's going on. And she's like, hey, somebody's tried to steal my identity. Somebody's mm -hmm. stealing my identity. Which, sure, fine. Yeah. And the police are like, okay, do you have any form of ID? She's like, here, I've got this piece of paper that I signed with somebody else's name. Yeah. Like, what? She's so stupid. <laughs> what do you think the police are going to do with this? Way to incriminate yourself, babe. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like that, that's the point where you say, no, like, I, I got my, my stuff was mugged while on holiday. Mm. Um... <laughs> So I don't have any, and my house is like it's been. My house has been robbed. I was mugged. I don't have any form of ID. Don't mm. show them a piece of paper that you signed as somebody else's name and say this is me, but I just signed the wrong name. Yeah. You know how <laughs> you know when we did Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. Yeah. You know how like they came up with this clever idea to like pretend they'd form their own business, oh, yeah. and then as soon as anyone asks them, so what are you, in, what business are you in? Mm -hmm. They're just like, oh shit, we didn't think that far ahead. Yeah. That's Sandra Bullock in this movie. Every decision she makes, she doesn't think ahead to like what this the consequence is going to be. Yeah. Like, so like calling the police to say I've had an identity theft. Yeah. She doesn't think what are the police going to ask me. Yeah. 
And then she hands over the sheet like, look, that's a picture of me. Even though it's got a completely fake name and yeah. incriminates me as having literally committed fraud. Like, <laughs> poor Sandy. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but she, she gets some kind of, I think she maybe sees Evil Jack or in the distance. In that I movie. have no idea. She just looked, this, this the first smart thing she does in the movie, but, yeah. but it's insanely smart. Yeah. Not just like smart she for a normal person. She gets some kind person. of sixth sense that so, something's not right. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's been pretty dumb in this already. Yeah. So this is like, borderline impossible for her mm. but she looks through the window and sees there's a policeman in the car and he's talking on the radio and she's like oh my god they must have uh, found things that i've done they're gonna come and arrest me mm-hmm. and so she excuses herself to the bathroom runs out the window yeah <laughs> I, I did laugh at this the smash cut of her just like excuse me and then next it's just her like legging it yeah <laughs> it was it was very sitcom the way she's just like legging it away from the police mm-hmm. so she runs away from the house uh, she's on the run now obviously from the law mm. And she phones up the company that she used to be working for. Mm-hmm. Again, I guess she's trying to find someone who can give her a positive ID. Yeah. And she says like, oh, tell them it's Angela Bennett. And mm. the operator goes, oh, we'll put you straight through to Miss Bennett. Yeah. And that's when we learn that somebody has literally stolen her identity. And there is now an Angela Bennett or somebody posing as Angela Bennett mm-hmm. working in the office that she's been freelancing for for however long. Yeah. Yeah. And this woman, obviously, when she realizes who she's talking to, is like, just give us a floppy disk and you can have your life back. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, well, I mean, I'm sure it's an empty promise, but like, how? Yeah. You, you've still, you, you've rocked up and said you were her. And you just went, oh, actually, I'm not the person. I've just been here this whole time as a fake. Like, mm. Yeah, yeah. I guess, I mean, <laughs> I'm also wondering, like, why do they want this floppy disk so much? Mm-hmm. Because firstly, it's destroyed. They so, don't know that. So, so, so there is no floppy disk. Mm-hmm. Well, well, why doesn't she just tell them that? yes that might so, help so, well, so, so, so there's that she does later but they don't really believe her but sure yeah yeah and why is it that they want it so did the guy the plane crash guy did he copy or well, not even copy did he move the only version of this program that can hack the fbi onto this floppy disk and then just send it by fedex is is, is, is that what happened yeah I, that's what i don't understand is it i'm guessing it's like evidence they want to hide they, they want to yeah. like get it before anyone else you know they, they don't want it falling into the wrong hands sure i can only assume it's just like trying to bury the evidence yeah but like she doesn't have it no because it doesn't exist it's broken it doesn't exist anymore yeah but she knows too much already so i guess she's already a target either way yeah but they're not trying to kill her at this point i, I think I, they I, are i think they're saying you can have your life back just to try and trick her that's the only explanation i can give sure but there's this other woman just trapped being angela bennett for the rest of her life i guess yeah, yeah. <laughs> a living i don't know so yeah so she can't she realizes that she's being uh she, her entire identity has been stolen from her mm-hmm. and she only has one person that she can trust at this point and that is her ex-boyfriend who is also her ex-therapist mm-hmm. yeah which felt very inappropriate very over inappropriate overwritten like mm-hmm. what what did that add to this plot line apart mm-hmm. from the fact that this guy was a complete sleaze yeah but she she calls also him. he's annoyingly bad at picking up people's emotions yeah yeah yeah, sure so given that he's her ex-boyfriend so he knows her very well also he's her ex-therapist so as a therapist you sh- he should probably be able to understand when she's like distressed or something yeah, yeah. so we first meet him when like she's given away any last things that she had because like her phone's being tracked and stuff and so she gets in this gets in the therapist's car and uh she's like go on go 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 and she's like really stressed about it and he's like mm. wait hello yeah <laughs> 
just say hello to me. How about we've not seen each other in a while? How are you doing? How, how are you doing? Drive! He's like, so obnoxious. Yeah. yeah it's really annoying. He's like, what, what is this guy? I was glad he didn't last very long in this movie. I was worried he was yeah. going to be like the love interest. Which, yeah. This movie doesn't really have a love interest. It has, two no. fa- it has like a red herring one who dies and it has the, the villain. So mm. yeah. Anyway, he takes her to a motel somewhere, I guess, mm-hmm. where she can hide out for a little while. Yeah. And so much happens at this point in the movie. <laughs> I'm glad I wrote this all down. Yeah, so she goes into hiding for a little bit. She does a bit more internet research and she finds out that the using the hacking thing, using mm-hmm. somehow, she, is she still able to get into the system even though she's not got the floppy disk? Because I feel like at this point she gets into the magic Mozart yeah, website I think, again. I, I, yeah, I think so. How? I don't know. Yeah, she, she, she manages to get back in somehow despite yeah. the floppy disk being destroyed. Uh, and this is when she learns, it kind of connects back to the beginning of the movie where she learns that the guy who shot himself at the beginning of the movie was this like infamous right-wing homophobic politician Mm -hmm. who was also a closet homosexual. They they always are. And he had been, he'd shot himself because he'd been told that he had AIDS. Mm -hmm. But by hacking into the mainframe, whatever, she learns that actually it it was a false, like someone had doctored his medical records. So Mm -hmm. he didn't actually have the AIDS. Mm. And yeah, that's part of the... The plot. It's, okay. This plot is both very simplistic and also needlessly complicated. Yeah. So, yeah. So now she knows that there's like deep conspiracy theories happening and she's she's tapped into something that's much bigger than herself. Mm-hmm. Have we got to the bit yet where for whatever reason LA airport is just broken? Oh, that was at the beginning when she was flying to Mexico, yeah. Yeah. That, what was that about? I think that was to show that this cyber terrorist group, which we're about to learn about, mm. has been like creating all kinds of mayhem across America. But like... To what end? Like later on, they do Wall Street, and I get that because you know money. But LA Airport. Oh, do you want me to skip to the very end and tell you why it was all happening? Okay, sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, it doesn't doesn't matter. <laughs> so no, the overall plot was that, and again, this is so overly complicated, and I don't blame you for not completely catching it all. <laughs> so, the cyber terrorists were also the company that owned the cybersecurity company. The okay. gatekeeper, the gatekeepers, which is like yeah. McAfee virus, you know, yeah, yeah. one of those things. So what they were doing is their evil scheme was to target all these major, you know, the airports, the mm-hmm. uh, Wall Street, the government, all those things, you know, cause mm-hmm. chaos by hacking into all these systems. And then the security side of them would then swoop in and offer to fix it for an exorbitant fee. Yeah. Okay. So that's the part. So it does make sense, but it's kind of... Yeah. Right. So, so is that was that what they did to the airport then? Yeah, because the main villain is a guy who never really shows up in the movie. You see mm. him on TV getting arrested. Yeah. But he's not, like, he never meets Sandra Bullock. He's not a character in this. Like, all the people who she's interacting with are, like, his lackeys. He's mm. never actually you know, really a character in the movie. Mm. But yeah, that's what it is. It's, it's a whole deep scheme to embezzle the you know, money from the government and, and right, lift sure. up this company. So. Sure. Yeah. Okay. She kind of learns most of this now. So you asked that question at a good time. Yep. Because she goes back onto her chat room again, mm-hmm. as we discussed at the beginning. She's straight <laughs> back in her chat room and she's like, Chat show Bob, help me, whatever yeah. his name is. And then he he explains that they are that this pie thing that's mm. that the pie symbol is what is they used to hack in mm-hmm. from this website. And it stands for the Praetorians, which is this notorious mm-hmm. cyber terrorism group, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And this is when he cyber bob whatever his name is mm. this mysterious chat room character mm. says let's meet up irl in yeah. real life yes and so she plans to go meet him around the same time her sleazy therapist boyfriend 
dies because he takes the wrong meds because the mm-hmm. evil people have hacked into his well, he's medical given, He's given the wrong meds, but yeah. Yes, yeah, that's it. He's, he's given the wrong meds because the cyber terrorists presumably have hacked into his medical records mm-hmm. so that he gets prescribed the wrong medications. Mm-hmm. So he dies. Yeah. She kind of is sad for a moment and then forgets it. Mm-hmm. Then she goes to a fun fair because, of course, it's a fun fair. <laughs> To meet up she goes to a public place. A very, a very, yeah, they say let's meet in a very public place, which actually makes a lot of sense, yeah. yeah. But she rocks up at the fun fair to mm-hmm. meet Cyber Bob. But I think, he, has, has he been... Was Cyber Bob just evil Jack in disguise? Oh, yeah, or he, they... he was, yeah, he was the British guy the whole time. Okay, sure. So yeah. How did she not figure that out? I, I don't know. This is <laughs> this is my thing. Yeah. Like, I thought that... I assumed that she already knew. Yeah, like she was doing a double thing. Because, no. like, at one point, she even looks up... Like, she says... She, she types into the terminal on her computer, like, who is Simon yeah. Bob? And who is, like, all these other people in the chat room? Mm. It's like, wait, if you could just do that before, why wouldn't you have done it already? Like, yeah. these people who have got these anonymous usernames. Yeah. What is this who is thing that you that, It's that you also do? very precise. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really... <laughs> um, so I think if you type anything into, like, an old operating system, it'll just come up with all the answers you seek. Yeah. I, I guess, yeah. I mean, I know that who is is a thing, so I use it in web, but... Yeah, but I don't think it was that advanced in 1995. Like, no, no. no. Uh, especially, like, with literally no security yes. or anything. Uh, whatever. So, yeah, at that point, I thought that she knew that he was that person. So I thought that, like, okay, you're going to go meet in real life and you'll have a plan or something. Yeah. Like, you know, you're going you're gonna to just baseball bat him in the face or whatever. I don't yeah. know. No, she's completely blindsided when he shows up again. Yeah. <gasps> you you're here what oh my god i didn't see that coming i did love his turtleneck of villainy in this scene though yeah it's that classic tur- high turtleneck of only villains wear them like mm-hmm. yeah so evil jack i'm just gonna keep calling him evil jack yep. intercepts her at the fun fair mm-hmm. tries to take her away mm-hmm. uh, she manages to escape because okay so she, this, uh, <laughs> we need to break I'll, this down I'll, I'll take it from him okay so she escapes because previously at start of the fun fair a mascot came up to her as in somebody in a bear costume Came, bunny, but yeah, whatever. Came up to her and just started bothering her and was really sort of like tugging at her hand, trying to like get her attention or whatever. She pushes him to the ground, and so then like when she needs to get away, she just basically gets that mascot's attention. He comes over and starts like bugging the guy, bugging mm. evil Jack. So she then uses that as a distraction to run away. Where does she run? <laughs> Onto a carousel. <laughs> she, she hides on a ferret, no, a carousel. Yeah. yeah, she hides on a carousel. You know, with the horses going around. I love a good fairground chase scene. They're always the best. But she starts running. Uh, Before she runs in this, I was like, okay, she's going to go into a mirror maze. That's the standard. Yeah, I was really surprised we didn't get a whole of mirrors shootout scene. Yeah, mirrors, great. Always, always a good time in a film like this. Carousel, whoa. I liked it. (laughs) It was the worst. I enjoyed it. I liked it. It was hilarious. But it was so bad. Why would you hide on a carousel? Because when you're hiding, you're spinning round. <laughs> and the other person is not spinning round. He works out she's on a carousel. He immediately goes and hides himself in like a passport booth or something. Yeah. Shoots once from his gun, misses. I like and, then, just... and, and then he's like, okay, I guess that hiding place didn't work. And just comes out again. <laughs> yeah. He's there for like, what, two seconds? I just like how he's like indiscriminately shooting at children. Yeah. Yeah, that too. Also, there's no, nobody's reacting about no, it. Yeah, there's no panic. There's no like, yeah. oh my God, there's a shootout happening. Everyone's just like enjoying the fun fair. Yeah. It's so funny. And so like, she's running around on this on this thing. And then she notices that like, oh, there's a door in the middle. And then she, so she just like runs to the door goes in it does she and, jurassic and, park him at this point what what do you mean you know jurassic park in the first one where they hide in the the kids hide and they use their own reflections so the velociraptor chase no attacks the reflection no she doesn't she doesn't okay. do that she doesn't do anything like that 
So if she hides behind this door that like yeah, has a mirror on it, sure. But like she still keeps it open ajar so she can see out. Mm-hmm. And so then he gets on the on the carousel and he's going round and round and <laughs> yeah. round. And I'm just waiting, like, okay, when's he gonna like see that that door is open, like wide open and that she's peeking through? Or is when is a ticket inspector gonna be like, hey, you wait your turn? Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> like you random man, clearly without any kids, holding yeah. a gun. Yes, yes. <laughs> Please pay a ticket. And so then she like she has the massive brainwave that's like there's a door on the other side of this. But like <laughs> she's in like the small middle bit of the carousel. It's like a yeah. meter big and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. circular. And he's going round and round and round. So he could be anywhere yeah. at any direction. And she goes out like the back door, basically. Mm-hmm. And then he sees the door that she went in on, and he's like, oh, she went in there. And so he goes in there. Walks around to that door, opens it, and he's like, oh, she's not in there. She went out the back door. Oh, I guess she got away. This all happens in the space of about five seconds. Yeah. So she is probably no further than two meters away from him at this point, spinning in a circle. (laughs) (laughs) These two deserve each other. They really do. It's the worst chase in the world. (laughs) and, And then the camera sort of zooms out as though like she's climbed away or something yeah, yeah. and she's got and she's got away she could be anywhere she's in, she's in the night she's gone yeah she's probably just on one of the horses just going around yeah just still going round and round and round <laughs> well somehow or other she does get away i really wish they'd done more here because that was great mm. but like couldn't it have gone on some other rides as well yeah like what, what, what if she gets on the roller coaster i was and, thinking like, yeah that, roller coaster ferris wheel ferris wheel would be great like it could be just be a really slow ferris wheel yeah and like he's like two carts behind and she's just sort of like dodging somehow and then like it gets stuck at the top because you know like there's a, a there's a kid being sick at the bottom or something yes. like that so they've got to stop the whole ride and they're stuck at the top of the ferris wheel it's a whole thing and, i know this uh, is this is like <clears throat> action movie 101 right here Come yeah on. yeah it could have been that could have been that could have been the film. Yeah. I'd have watched that. Sure. Sadly, no. Could just... have had a bumper car chase. Yeah. Oh, that would have been so good. <laughs> no, just just a carousel. Yeah. Just a carousel. Yeah. So now we cut to like the next day or something. And mm-hmm. she's kind of decided to get, probably sensibly, like get out, get the hell out of Dodge. Yeah. So she hops in the car, drives. I don't know where she's heading. She's driving somewhere. Mm-hmm. But the cyber terrorists have once again hacked into her criminal record. And now they've, put it into the system that she's driving a stolen car. Yes. So she is very quickly pulled over by the police. There's a mm-hmm. whole chase scene. Mm-hmm. Um, she she very, runs very, very slowly away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a very short chase scene. Yeah. And it doesn't go very well for her. No. Um, it's like she drives off the road, doesn't she? And then she yeah. kind of falls down. Like she drives down a, a ravine, a, a ravine yeah. or yeah. Thing. And then she's kind of out of the car. She's just ever so slowly, like mm. quite realistically, but quite comedically in this kind of movie, just like ever so slowly, like staggering away. And the police are just like, okay, we've got you now. Yeah. Calm, calm down, Sandy. <laughs> We're you're, not even out of breath. You're embarrassing yourself, Sandy. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so then she's in prison mm-hmm. and she's kind of getting interrogated and all of this. And mm-hmm. she's like saying, but I'm Angela Bennett. And they're like, she's, they still think she's Ruth Marks. Yeah. You know, Angela Bennett. It's a completely different identity at this point. Mm. But then an F, a guy turns up claiming to be from the FBI. And he's, mm. oh, that's it. Because her therapist who died, mm. before he died, said he knew, a, he knew a guy in the FBI who he would contact to see if he could help her. Yeah. And so this guy shows up pretending to be that guy. Yeah. And he gets her out of, you know, yeah. prison. I guess he managed to bail her out or whatever. And then he's driving her to 
the FBI headquarters or so he whatever he tells us some mm. cock and bull story but while they're in the car he, she realizes that he's not who he says he is and he's actually another one of the cyber terrorists well it's because he says like he, he mentions that she wrecked the disc yeah they're like she broke the disc and she's like oh, how did you know that you couldn't have known that you must be a, you must be a double agent or something like and she has you, this... you must be there. the only person they're told was my, was, that, that, that wrecked the thing was my therapist mm. like yeah. Your therapist hired this guy. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Like, like that, that adds up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, know. sure, like he is, he is actually a bad guy. Yes, but like that's not definitive evidence. That's such a good point. I didn't notice that. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work. The one time she thinks critically and she gets it completely wrong anyway. Right? <laughs> I did love this whole tantrum she has. She's like, oh, everybody's just against me. She's yeah. like really pissed off at this scene. But then, this is my favorite, favorite, favorite part of the whole movie. Mm -hmm. So she realizes that this guy is a is is, is another cyber terrorist. Mm -hmm. She to get away, she grabs the steering wheel of the car, yeah. jerks it violently, so the two of them go careening into like a building. Well, first of all, she 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 unplugs the seatbelt. Yeah, yeah, smart move. She then puts her foot on the gas pedal somehow, which is, I imagine, very hard to do. Yeah, uh, to like lean right over, like over the central yeah, bit of the car, and very like, bendy, put, yeah. put your foot on the gas pedal, and then yeah, grab the steering wheel. Yeah, sure. There's nothing stopping him from putting his foot on the brake pedal. No. True. <laughs> but instead, he just shouts my favorite line in the whole movie as they're crashing into this wall. He just goes, no seatbelt! <laughs> he goes flying. He dies. Yeah. yeah. Great famous last words. No seatbelt! I mean, the thing is, the seatbelt or lack of seatbelt isn't what kills him. No. Like, he just goes head first and bangs his head on the steering wheel. Mm. The lack of airbag is what kills him. This is true, yeah. But... It, it doesn't make any sense. Like, he, sh he you're right. He should have been thrown from the car and that would have... That would have done it. Yeah. But it doesn't happen for no reason. No, true. I mean, so. I guess if he was strapped in tight, it might not have, his head might not have gone that far forward. So, you know. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, it was just, I thought it was a very funny death line. Mm. No seatbelt! Yeah. You guys are amazing sons of bitches. Amazing. Amazing, amazing. Huh. How'd you know it was ruined? How'd you know it was ruined? I only told Devlin it was ruined. How'd you know it was ruined? Huh? What's your name? You're not even with the FBI. Is your name bad? You know what? It doesn't even matter. You know, ever since I touched that disc, I've been running from like one nightmare to the next. You know what? I'm tired. I'm out of it. I'm so, I'm so out of it. I'm tired of it. Yo, come on, get out of the So now she's on the run again. Mm -hmm. She checks into another motel, has another shower. She has a lot of showers in this movie, I noticed. Mm -hmm. But not like, oh, we're going to make Sandra Bullock have a sexy shower because we're perverts movie. Mm -hmm. Just like she just constantly seems to be like drying her hair. Oh, you got to keep clean. I guess, yeah. I mean, it feels like this, I guess she goes through it. You know? mm -hmm. A lot happens in this like 48 hour period, but whatever. Mm -hmm. But then she decides to actually go to the company, the officers of the company that she freelancers at yeah. where the person posing as her Angela Bennett mm -hmm. is still there mm. so she goes to those officers and she sets off a fire alarm to get fake Angela mm -hmm. out of the building yeah then she sits on Angela's desk she finds Angela's desk I like how she has to hack into the building to set off the fire alarm yeah like could you not just set Holy off the fire alarm no Harry this is the internet age <laughs> everything is done with computers now you can't do anything without computers computers <laughs> rule all so yeah, so she's, we get one of the, my favorite like cliches of internet based movies is mm -hmm. that she's like, there's a lot of tension around whether or not she's going to be interrupted while typing. <laughs> like, come on, come on, come on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she's 
while everyone else is in the fire exit, she's furiously hacking into fake Angela's computer mm. and she manages to find all the evidence for the entire scheme, the whole evil scheme. Everything mm. is laid out in this file or whatever on this website. Yeah. She manages to upload it all to a handy floppy disk. Mm-hmm. Another fi- floppy disk saving the day once again. Yep. Saves it all. And then just as fake Angela comes back up the stairs, she runs out the building. She disguises herself as a fireman for no reason. <laughs> and then she escapes the building mm-hmm. and then runs across the road into a conveniently located 24-hour computer conference. Yeah, it seemed to be, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure what this was. No. But yeah, because by this point, evil Angela knows what's up and mm-hmm. she's called evil jack and the two of them are like chasing her down yep she finds a spare computer station in Mm -hmm. this conference room yeah and now she's furiously uploading the floppy disk again all the information she's had Mm -hmm. from the previous computer she's now furiously uploading it and now she finally remembers the email exists Mm -hmm. because now she (laughs) manages to upload it all and email all the evidence to the actual fbi Mm -hmm. the evil scheme is now screwed she's exposed everybody involved yeah and then she also manages to upload her virus from the beginning of the movie so that when evil jack discovers her and presses escape mm-hmm. the, this this incredibly powerful virus just eats the internet <laughs> like it melts it it melts the entire I, internet I, I'd, yeah. I'd say is the best word yeah. because it visually on the screen it melts yeah this visual representation of the virus is great i loved yeah. it yeah <laughs> yeah so it, it's like press escape and just and delete the internet forever mm-hmm. so that that is done mm-hmm. she escapes evil jack once again yep there's a bit of a kind of half-hearted chase sequence in the back alleys of this conference mm-hmm. ultimately she whacks him around the head with a fire extinguisher <laughs> she beats him he, on the head a lot yeah he he, he falls off a corridor mm-hmm. thing yeah falls to a very underwhelming death he just kind of goes oh and he's dead yeah he didn't even fall that far no he wasn't that it was far. More to be I, like, I, I really expected him to get up again yeah i thought he'd be, be like oh ow that yeah. really hurt my back but no <laughs> he's dead mm. uh and that's kind of the end of the movie uh she kind of lives happily ever after mm-hmm. um she goes back to stay with her mom again you see this whole police report about oh Angela Bennett saved saved the government from mm-hmm. evil terrorist cyber terrorist people. Unrelated story: two people were found dead at a cyber security. I was like, what? how is this not being connected? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> how is she not said? Oh, these guys are part of it. You know, mm-hmm. it was really weird how the two stories were being reported on at the same time, but no connection was made. Yeah, weird. Yeah, it was very strange. But uh, yeah, that's the end of the movie, and then the credits roll, and that's the net. That was terrible. It's it's an awful movie, but it's a, <laughs> it is a lot of fun. I I, I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, me too. It, it, was, it was a whole lot of nonsense. <sighs> the law caught up with billionaire Jeff Gregg today as FBI agents escorted him from his exclusive New York penthouse. Gregg will be arraigned tomorrow on nine counts of conspiracy, fraud, and complicity in the death of Under Secretary of Defense Michael Bergstrom. An FBI spokesperson attributes the surprising arrest to a transmission sent over the internet by an Angela Bennett, a program systems analyst from Los Angeles. In other news, San Francisco police are investigating two mysterious deaths at the Pan Pacific Computer Convention. A young woman found shot to death in a backroom area has been identified as 28-year-old Ruth Marks. The other deceased, a male in his 30s, is as yet unidentified. Turning now to weather, the forecast for the coming weekend is bright and sunny with patchy early morning clouds. It seems like summer is finally here. Do you want to do some drinking games? Always. I have many for this movie. Okay. So, first of all, I've got drink for the word hack. Drink for the word hack, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm very good. I think they use that a lot, yeah. Or yeah. internet. Or net, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. yeah. 
Uh, I had drink for floppy disks. That's an obvious one. Every course, time you spot yeah, a floppy yeah. disk, yeah. I've got drink whenever she makes a phone call. Yes, yes. So she's on the phone a lot. Mm-hmm. I guess she has to be talking a lot, otherwise this movie would have no dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, drink for yellow text on a dark blue backdrop. Sure. Such an eyesore of the 90s that's so hard <laughs> to look at. How how we didn't all go blind in that decade looking at that all the time. I don't know. Yeah. Like, now we seem to have worked it out. Just black text, white background. Yes. Was that so difficult? I don't know. I don't know why it was so hard. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we've done it for like centuries. Yeah. <laughs> Just do that. Uh, product placement. Oh, what did you notice? I mean, obviously we had Wolfenstein 3D. Yes. Uh, FedEx, big one. Fed- oh, FedEx had a yeah. big part in this movie, yeah. A lot of Apple Mac computers. Mm-hmm. Very, very early Apple uh, Mac, yeah. There's a few AT&T things. Master- they even name dropped MasterCard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll put it on my MasterCard. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, there was a lot. Okay. Well, here's a good one. Drink for unrealistic frame rates okay yeah. yeah every you know whenever she's like hacked into the mainframe mm-hmm. and suddenly her like rinky dinky 1992 atari mac <laughs> computer thing suddenly like flashes up all these different screens at once it's like mm-hmm. rah, 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 rah. Mm-hmm. nothing's like ever so slowly like loading bar in. by bar loading <laughs> up yeah oh i remember things loading and remember like having to watch an image load for like yes. two hours so depressing yeah oh God. You know what else you don't hear in this movie? The horrible screech of a modem. No, you, I was I was waiting for that. Yeah, where yeah. was it? She's always connected. Yeah, like I said, it's like this movie exists with Wi-Fi. Like now, mm. all of that's kind of you know the norm. But in 1990, no, everything would have been a lot slower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, remember having to like wait all night long. Well, not you wouldn't be waiting all night long, but like you'd set a download going all night, mm. and then in the morning you'd have a movie trailer. Yes. And <laughs> like, that's all you'd have been able to download by that time. I'll oh, see, Harry, you're a little bit younger than me, so you might not remember the primal terror of trying to watch porn in the middle of the night in your parents' <laughs> house. With the, you know, trying to make, like, one in the morning, trying to, like, turn them out. You know, you want them trying to load onto a dodgy file, and then, like, <laughs> just hearing that, like, wee, 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 modem sound, like, shh, shh. Like, <laughs> oh, it God. still triggers me to this day. <laughs> Dear. yeah it was very stressful i don't like that mm-hmm. um okay th- this is my favorite one uh drink for a dramatic zoom in of a computer screen oh yes particularly when somebody's typing and it's just this obscure word yeah um, well i liked all the cuts between computer screen sandra bullock's face computer yeah screen, sandra bullock's face like, <laughs> you have to get the reaction shots in as well mm, yeah 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 lots and lots of that so good drink every time sandra bullock runs Okay, yeah. She got a lot of cardio in the 90s. Yeah. And I guess that makes sense. But all of her movies, I remember at the time, like she was in a lot of like action-y kind of things like this and speed. She always did a lot of running. Mm. And this movie, she does a lot of running. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, totally. Um, drink for crashing. Yeah. Um, both uh, computer programs and, and cars. people into rocks and factories. You're right. Yeah, actually, there's quite a lot. Yeah. yeah. Cars. Um, there's at least and two cars. Car, yeah. There's at least two car crashes. There is a boat crash mm-hmm. there's a plane a crash plane crash there's at yeah. least two computer crashes my god you're right there is a lot of crashing in this movie yeah <laughs> that's, a, that's a very good one <laughs> drink for drink every time a sandra bullock underreacts to something mm-hmm. she never seems to like she always seems like she's kind of half asleep yeah or like she's or no more like she's she's just woken up and she, she can't quite handle it yet mm. like it's a it's a it's a reasonable acting choice but it, mm. it, there's no point in this movie when she's like as stressed out as I think she should be given the scenario. Yeah. Like, she's always just kind of like, what? <laughs> okay. Like, um, okay. So this is one that you still get today and it makes mm-hmm. no sense why you still get it today. Mm-hmm. But drink for unrealistic computer sound effects. Okay, sure. Now I understand it here in the mid nineties because mm-hmm. people didn't really know what computers were. They hadn't really cracked the home market yet. Sure, sure, the internet sure. wasn't as anywhere near as big as it is now. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, I can understand why they'd give everything a sound effect so that it sounds cool. Yeah. It, you know, it's cool. And then people are going to go watch this cool film about cool people using computers. Yeah. <laughs> but now when you get it, it's like, no, I know, I recognize I, I have that exact same like laptop. Yeah. I, I know that uh, we, we all use the same iPhone. It doesn't make that sound effect. Mm. It, it doesn't have a little click or something whenever you open an app or turn a program on. Yeah. That's not a thing. <laughs> it doesn't go boop whenever you maximize something. Yeah. It's, again, it's, yeah. it's, it's 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 this need for everything to be like signposted. Like she's doing this now. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I get it in this. I just mm. don't get it in films now. Yeah. Stop it. I know you're right. This is your soapbox. This is mm. Harry's soapbox. Just if you're listening, directors, <laughs> stop doing that. Yep. It's over. Yep. Uh, drink every time Sandra Bullock says her name. I'm amazed <laughs> I forgot it. I'm amazed I forgot it because oh yeah, my god! Too. Like how many times does she say Angela Bennett? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and drink for Mozart's ghost music. Oh, yes. They really get their money's worth with that yeah. little jingle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. My very last one is drink every time this movie gets the internet right. Kind of. <laughs> like, it's kind of there. Not quite. But like, like for example, pizza. The, the or, ordering pizza. Yeah it, yeah. it is a thing, but very much not like that. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. That whole website where she's clicking on the pizzas to like make them bigger and smaller and stuff. It's, <laughs> it's, very, it's very ridiculous. Mm. And there's lots of stuff like that in this movie. Like, you know about how people aren't very connected and you know mm-hmm. she's working from home that's a thing now for, yeah. you, know, you know all that kind of stuff but like yeah it, it just it kind of gets it somewhat right but mostly wrong mm. but it's the closer it gets to being realistic the more it kind of tickles me yeah it always tickles me that all these internet movies not one of them ever twigged that it would be phones yeah they, they never guessed that phones would be the thing mm. that would become like that would like rule our lives it was always going to be like just computer screens Big fat computer screens. Yeah, which is it? Is it weird that they never worked that out? Because like Star Trek worked out tablets. Yeah, like they worked out. Yeah, we're gonna have like phones that well not we're gonna, we're gonna have devices that are the size of a tablet, and that's gonna be a computer mm. that works. But yeah, they never got phones really. Yeah. I mean, this is nineteen ninety five. This movie is only a few years off from like the first little, like Nokia ones that started to have little computer things in them. Right? Mm, yeah, so, yeah. I don't know. It's just funny to me that it's so so rarely do films. Did films like use the idea that it would be phones? It's always going to be just yeah, magic computers. So. Mm, yeah. Mm. Cool. You got any more? No, that's me done. Cool. Me neither. Listeners, if you want any more drinking games, then you can go to Beyond the Box. Patreon.com slash Beyond the Box. Patreon.com slash Beyond the Boxer. Or beyondtheboxer.com slash Patreon, I believe. Hmm, whatever. Um, and you can subscribe to us for as much or as little as you think we're worth. And if you do, you get more drinking games. You get more. Uh, sequel pitches, you get more listener submissions because you get extended versions of this very show. You also get a bonus show called Beyond Beyond the Box Set where we review recent releases. Mm-hmm. Um, what have we got most recently? Army of the Dead. We did Army of the Dead, yeah. We did the 40-year-old version. We will yep. soon hopefully do Quiet, uh, Place, Quiet Part Place Part 2. And yeah, we're going back to the cinema. It's exciting. So we'll, we'll be back to these... Back to blockbusters. Back to blockbusters, as yeah. As opposed it's to be... just Netflix releases, which, you know, aren't, sometimes are blockbusters, but they're never like... Yeah, I'm looking forward to like event movies. I want to see James here. Bond. Yeah, because I want to see how absolutely mediocre it is. Yeah, after three <laughs> years. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you become Patreon, you also get, uh, like I say, the bonus show. You get extended versions of the episodes. You get a 30 second advert slot here on the main show, where you can talk about whatever you want. You can talk about your podcast, your business, whatever you want to plug. Mm-hmm. Um, the time is yours. Um, yeah, all that available at Patreon.com/slash Beyond the Boxer. Indeed. Let's see, Alex. Uh, what do you think of Jaws, which is at 97% Rotten Tomatoes? I find it to be anti-shark propaganda. What do you feel about the Entourage movie, which is at a meager 33%? I think they finally got Hollywood right. How about It Follows, 
Worse than your parents giving you the sex is evil talk. How do you feel about Juno, which is at 94%? That would be a movie that celebrates a teenage homewrecker. Uh, how about Bewitch at 25%? Best television adaptation ever put to film. How do you feel about American Hustle at a towering 93%? Overwrought awards bait. Righteous Kill, 19%. The movie that Michael Mann wishes he had made when he created Heat. Sounds about right. I'm Julio. I'm Alex, and we are the Contrarians. As you can tell, our thing is that we rage against the Rotten Tomatoes machine. Regardless of what we really feel. Find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn. Facebook, Twitter, we're everywhere. Right, now, do you want to go first or should I go first? Uh, it's up to you. Okay, I'll go first. Let me. Got the energy right now. Go for it. Um, so, you know the guy? Um, the guy who died in a plane crash? Yes, the programmer, yeah. Yeah. Who sends the floppy disk via FedEx, yeah. Well, thinking back on this film, he was actually the only person in this who appears in this film who actually has any skills. <laughs> yes, good point, yeah. I mean, Sandra Bullock, you can't argue that she's a good computer programmer. You don't really see her doing anything other than using the programs that he made. She isolated that virus at the beginning that she then used to I delete mean, the internet at the end. She just copied it to a floppy disk. She ran and a debug program. I'm sure that's very complicated. Okay, yeah. Well, she, or she ran a program mm. so that she could isolate his program and then use his program later. Okay. And I feel like she didn't create anything. Yeah, so what? your movie is, try, is all about giving a man credit for her intelligence absolutely okay sure yeah i'm down for that yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah like if you think about it he writes two incredible programs mm-hmm. one it's incredibly impossible one that can hack into literally any system oh so you still think he invented the mozart thing yeah okay sure so seemingly by accident as far as i know yeah because he's because he, if he was a villain he wouldn't have been killed surely yeah so yeah. yeah okay so he invented it by accident and then criminals um sure yeah disguised as a, as a music game um and the second is simply that virus that will just basically melt any program when you press the escape key mm-hmm. sounds great it's a good virus yeah yeah, yeah. i like it mm-hmm. Can, I, I don't know what the use for it would ever actually <laughs> be like why would anybody want to just delete a program it's not it's hardly like stealing data or something like that well i guess it's to cause chaos yeah maybe well, I, mean, I mean a lot of viruses were just a be destructive rather than to be you know ah, i guess there's yeah. ones that steal data and there's ones that are just there to be like trolling to just like cause chaos and annoy people ah, i guess yeah you're probably right but anyway so yeah nobody else in the film actually does anything mm-hmm. so this film is going to start with his plane crash okay he's talking to air traffic control they don't know where he is and he looks up and he sees a chimney or whatever um the one that he crashes into into the film well what we didn't actually oh, see does he jump to safe uh, <laughs> What we didn't actually see in the first film was just before the explosion, he managed to hack the plane to dump the fuel. Um, so just as the bottom of the plane like skims the chimney, um, there is still an explosion with all the fuel, which like damages the plane, mm-hmm. but uh, the plane isn't destroyed. A lot of fire. It's, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just a lot, lot of fire, maybe not a lot of, not a lot of force. So I'm he like, doesn't even like, get burnt to, lot, to death or anything? Uh, well, the plane doesn't disintegrate at this point. Like, it is damaged. Okay. And it does then go on to crash land. Okay. But it's not, like, destroyed and he's dead or anything. So he's miraculously survived <clears> more or less unscathed. So he has survived this plane. Yeah, he, he slowly crashes it at a, at a clearing a little bit further on. Because um, he just descends. He sort of glides now and just descends down. Sure. And, uh, yeah, he stumbles out of the plane. He says, who, who am I? Oh, he's got amnesia. And then he runs away into the wilderness. Love it. <laughs> He's like, who am I? Ah! Yeah. <laughs> so, five years later. Oh, okay. Time jump. Think of a time jump. 
pick up with a news report about how much the world relies on computers. They run sure. everything. They run the planes that we fly on. They power the hospitals that keep us alive. Oh, well, because this film came out in everything. 1995, so is this going for like a Y2K kind of thing? Exactly. Oh, love it, love it. Um, the date, December 1st, 1999, one month before Y2K. I see, okay. The world is in a very gullible frenzy over Y2K. Everybody believes it is going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically going to be the end of the world as we know it. The end of the, sure. the digital worlds that we've created for ourselves over the past two two decades or so. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all going, all going to end. Financial markets are going to crash. Planes are going to fall out of the sky. Yes, I, I remember the terror at the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, we meet up with plane crash dude who doesn't remember his old life at all. Mm-hmm. Sure. Is he just living but a completely has, new life now? Yeah. He's made for himself. But he's yeah. retained his hacking abilities. Okay. So he's forgotten who he is, but he's still, he's still got all his skills. Okay. It's interesting. And through hard times and having lost everything because, you know, he didn't know who he was. He was in the middle of a field somewhere was he like taken in by some kindly computer programmers and given a job uh no i was gonna say that he's resorted to a life of crime oh okay and has slowly become a cyber terrorist oh okay so he's gonna be the only villain of this now not being an idiot he knows that y2k isn't actually gonna happen right okay but he also knows that everybody thinks it will oh so he's gonna he's gonna kind of manipulate their fear so yeah he's gonna use public perception as a form of cover a heist that he is going to run this is a good supervillain origin story i like it yeah, yeah. thank you it's going to be the biggest heist in the world okay and i've only written half of it okay <laughs> so no pressure okay great <laughs> he starts by hacking a few major newspapers mm-hmm. posting various stories about what to expect with y2k mm-hmm. and the stories talk about mass power outages um, and with that mass power surges so people should stay away from electrical items such as computers and large city centers sure um, basically say don't look at your computer nothing's going to happen honest just don't look at your computer right he also puts out an email on police networks um, across the world instructing them that uh, to prevent the y2k virus from taking out all their vehicles they need to take out all their spark plugs oh okay, put, them, so, put them in separate buildings so they're disabled he's disabling everything so that there's nobody who's like watching him yeah so like okay. for two hours you know from 11, 11 o'clock on uh December 31st, the police will turn off all their vehicles. Oh, I see. For, so there's a two-hour window where you can do hours. anything because there's yeah. no security. Oh, I like yeah. it. Yeah, and so with no people about, no authorities about, most major city centres around the world will now be empty. Mm-hmm. Be empty of public, empty of police. Right. Great. Obviously, he's not going to carry out a heist in every city around the globe himself. That would be insane. He's yes. only one person. Instead, he's going to sell heist opportunities to mobs, Oh, wow. He's franchising the biggest criminal opportunity of all time. Yeah. He's saying, you pay me some money and I'll hook you up with a building. Wow. And that that can be your build. And I I can guarantee there'll be no, there'll be no power. There'll be no police anywhere Mm -hmm. near. um, And there'll be, there'll be no security guards, nothing. The building will be yours. You can take whatever you want. The more money you give me, the better building you'll get. This is a worryingly brilliant plan. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, well, that's pretty much where I've got to. Okay, so he is an evil super genius now mm-hmm. with amnesia. Yeah. But who has franchised. So he has no memory from the from before five years ago. Before sure, yeah. five. Mm-hmm. So I reckon we need to bring Sandy B back in. Okay. Because maybe in the five years since the events of the original movie, she's obviously risen to a high profile position, maybe working in cybersecurity. Mm. And maybe she's like one of the people leading all the activities to protect the world from... Mm the Y2K virus and to make sure yeah. all the computers are ready for Y2K and that nothing can go wrong. Mm-hmm. So maybe she gets wind from various, you know, authorities about this 
this strange advice that's going around that all the police are planning to turn everything off. And she's like, that doesn't seem like it's going to do any good at all. (laughs) Something's afoot. Mm -hmm. And then she can maybe dig into it and discover that there's a criminal enterprise, but she needs to figure out who it is and what they're doing. And because he has no identity previous to five years before, he's really hard to track. He's the man with no name, man with no Mm -hmm. face, the man with no identity. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a switch from the original when her her identity was stolen. Mm, So yeah, it could be all about her trying to track him down and figure out who he is and what he's doing. And maybe he like leads her on this whole merry goose chase because he doesn't know that he has a previous relationship with her. Mm. He, he, he knows yeah. of her probably because she's a very high profile cybersecurity person now. Yeah. So he sees her as like a, a good nemesis, not realizing that beforehand they were friends. Mm. And yeah, maybe the two of them are like in a cat and mouse game as the t- as the clock ticks until D Day, Y two K, midnight when all, when all all the shit goes down. I mean, like, that's a good that's a good movie. I would like to say that she double hacks him okay to make up a word like double bluffing um where she then hacks the systems that he's already hacked mm-hmm. and like without his knowledge like contacts the police and just says like i'll oh, just ignore that last email yeah yeah, yeah. So she's, <laughs> she's just doing damage control like, yeah. yeah yeah just little bits like that just trying to make it like okay so just you know just go with it like you tell him that like you're going to turn all your vehicles off or whatever but don't actually do it yeah because that's ridiculous yeah maybe she's initially trying to seek him out and find out who he is and where he's doing it all from mm. then she realizes oh, there's no time for that i've only got like 12 hours left yeah. so then she's just in manic damage control mode trying mm-hmm. to like you say to stop the police and the you know all the all the cities whatever mm-hmm. from doing all these things that he, he's manipulated them into doing yeah so that as many of these criminal activities as possible will fail mm-hmm. so she, she's on full damage control yeah I was just thinking, I don't know how you get from there to here, but I think it'd be fun if the two of them end up finally squaring off like face to face, you know, mm-hmm. it's the, the supervillain versus the hero, mm-hmm. you know, one-on-one, but rather than being like face to face, they're just in a chat room together. Yes. Like MSN messenger <laughs> kind of thing. And maybe something about his username, maybe in some deep recess of his mind, he uses the same username that he used to use in the chat rooms. Right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But he doesn't know that that significance was life before. Mm. And she's like, what cyberpop? Whatever. But he's been dead. For he's been five dead for years. years. Yeah. And then she realizes that he's still alive. Mm. And then he realizes that they've known each other before. And then maybe some, maybe it triggers the memories come flooding back. Mm-hmm. And he realizes it was this girl who used to have a huge crush on. Yeah. Who is now? Who's now become his mortal enemy? And it could be and, like him. And maybe, and maybe this the thing that like, wait, is this what I've become? Yeah. This is. This is this isn't me. Mm-hmm. This, is, this isn't who I want to be. This, isn't, this, this, this wasn't who I was born to be. And then he's like, okay, I need, I need to sort this out. And he undoes all his hacks, basically. Mm-hmm. He pre- and, and, presses and, control, alt, delete. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and he's the one who tells the police like, no, no, get, put your spark plugs back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're about to score the arrest of your life. He double crosses all of like the criminal underworld. Yeah. Yeah. yeah something like that. And so, yeah, they solve crime. I like it. But I think he should do, when he finds out who he really is and he gets all his memories back, mm. like, he should give that whole dramatic monologue that like you said that like, this isn't who I am. Oh my God, what have I become? You know, all this stuff. But you know, normally you get the actor doing this very theatrical monologue. Mm-hmm. He does it all via a chat. So it's all being, <laughs> it's all being read out with this like Dalek-y voiced, you know, voice box thing that she yeah. uses to hear other people with like lots of crackling and like halfway through it cuts out because the modem dies. Yeah, yeah. There's buffering. Yeah, so it's just very undramatic, but yeah. Yeah, I like that. That's good. And then it ends with like the entire mob like in prison, but the ones that aren't in prison, he's like the most 
wanted man by all the criminals in the world because he's mm-hmm. like he double crossed everyone. So he is yeah he is he is marked. So him and Sandy B need to like go on the run now mm-hmm. forever. Yeah, and that could set up a whole franchise. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. But I like it. Yeah. Did you have a title for that at all? Uh, yeah, the Net Two, the Millennium Heist. The Millennium Heist. That's good. I'm surprised that movie didn't get made. Yeah. <laughs> this is another example of your like accidental genius but like too too late like you know yeah. when you just you accidentally discovered division but like three thousand <laughs> yeah, yeah, years too late it's like yeah you thought of a great y2k movie but it's 2021 and no one cares anymore <laughs> yeah yeah why were there any decent y2k movies was that not a thing i think there were a couple uh, maybe one day we should do one but i don't know if any are any good okay. i can't think of like one definitive one but i'm sure there must have been some yeah there must be a movie called y2k i'm sure yeah. listeners if you know of any good ones I recommend them away it is something i think will be fun to do at some point but only if there's a movie that's worth talking about. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. Ready for my idea? Mm-hmm. Great. So this week I have gone for three little ideas. Well, yeah. Three little ideas rather than one big idea. Okay. And these are all based on, kind of similar to yours actually, uh, based on kind of side characters from this movie and thoughts about mm-hmm. like fleshing them out a little bit. Mm. So my first one is called The Net 2, The Chat Room. Okay. And it is all about the occupants of that weird little chat live chat like four or five studio. of them weren't there yeah they were all in that little chat live chat thing with her so what are you thinking like what were those other three people who were they yeah well when she does the who is mm. underscore slash slash whatever it shows like one of them's like 12 years old it doesn't yeah. make, you know, they're clearly a bunch of complete misfits mm-hmm. but i just i liked the idea of maybe they're in the middle of this you know they they under they realize that this cyber terrorism thing has involved people who are in their chat you know mm-hmm. and so this movie is kind of almost like a not as much a sequel as a movie that's like parallel to the events of the original film. And then maybe it becomes a sequel as well, where a bunch of anonymous chat room nerds in 1995. So not like present day internet nerds, which is like most people, but like in 1995, the internet nerds were like hardcore nerds because nobody else even knew what the internet was. Mm -hmm. So a bunch of chat room nerds who get dragged into a worldwide conspiracy, which is the plot of the original movie, you know, the, um, the cyber terrorism thing. And maybe after that, maybe after all that goes down with Sandy B and all of that, the surviving chat room nerds, they set up their own detective agency dedicated to solving cyber crimes. Okay, yeah. So they're like chat room detectives, but all of their detective work is done via the medium of internet in the 90s. So their detective agency is all done remotely. They're all still just in their own basements and bedrooms and stuff. Mm -hmm. Just they only communicate via the little chat room. So it's never brought up mm-hmm. in these sorts of films or any films yeah. really. The fact that internet in these in those days that would be the same as like just having the phone off the hook. Yeah. Like when the internet is plugged in, you're paying your phone bill as though you're making a phone call. Well, that's that was kind of the point. Of, well, not so much the expense of it. Yes, that's the part. It's going to be a very costly endeavor, sure. Yeah. But also I was thinking like it could be really fun to have like a very, you know, slick, dramatic detectives, you know, mystery series kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But all of their crime busting antics are vulnerable to one of their mums trying to pick up the phone at any time. Like, right. you know, they're in the middle of like, we've, we've cracked the case, we've cracked the case. And then mm-hmm. it's just like, mom, get off the phone. Yeah, so. <laughs> so that was my first idea. Pretty basic. Mm-hmm. Just like, yes, a complete nerds. And I don't, I don't want it to be nerds who are played by Ryan Reynolds in glasses. I want <laughs> like proper nerds. I want it to be like full nerds of yeah. all different ages and, you know, backgrounds and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Just like complete nerds. Uh, so that's nerds to, that's the net to the chat room. Mm-hmm. My second idea is called the pizza net. And this is a story about a young Italian-American who takes over his father's struggling downtown pizza joint mm-hmm. by vowing to make it into the first ever online delivery service for takeaways. Okay. 
maybe when he inherits it, his dad like dies or retires or whatever, mm. and it's doing really badly and it's not making any money. It can't compete with all the big chains like Domino's or whatever mm-hmm. else was big in the nineties. Cause this is still the nineties. Yeah. So nobody really knows what internet, nobody has any concept for like online takeaway at this point. Mm. They're like, that's crazy. I'll never work. You're insane. Mm-hmm. But he works incredibly hard. He teaches himself to code. He builds his own website, pizza.net. <laughs> And uh, one thing leads to another, and he ends up as the billionaire CEO of Just Eat. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real, you know, rags to riches tale. Great, yeah. So my third idea is my longest one. Mm-hmm. It's still a bit short, but it's it's the most fleshed out one. And again, it's uh, supporting characters. So this is The Net 2. In fact, I'll tell you the title at the end. But this is another sequel, obviously. Okay. It's Actually, no, I'll tell you the title. It's called The Trial of Mozart's Ghost. Okay. Yeah, Ooh, which is like obviously yeah, the name of the website or yeah. game, whatever that may be. In my version, it was a website because I wasn't clear on whether that was a website or a game for Mozart's Ghost. So in my version, again, it's set in the early to mid 90s and Mozart's Ghost are a struggling heavy metal band on the rise trying to crack into show business, trying to crack Mm -hmm. into the music industry. Yeah. And they're like, I'm thinking it's kind of inspired by kind of that thing you do. So it's going to be like a bunch of young scrappy kids straight out of college mm-hmm. playing some really tiny gigs, not really getting anywhere, but they've got a lot of heart and soul and they love the music they're making. Yeah. But the difference is instead of it being like light pop, it's like heavy metal. So sure, it's a yeah. bit like, you know? Yeah. So that makes it also automatically a little bit funnier, but they're all nice people and they're just trying to make it in the industry or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, things aren't really going well for them. They have a lot of setbacks. So they're just trying to get into the industry. And then one day they are approached by a manager mm who promises to help them to break into the big leagues through this exciting new little known promotional tool known as the internet. Mm. <laughs> and he offers to build them a very newfangled thing called a, a website, okay. which they can then use to become one of the first bands in the world to have an online presence. Right. Okay. And they don't have any idea what he's talking about because yeah. they're not really computer nerds, yep. but they're like, okay, sure. If you say so, mm. so that they kind of go along with it and they're like, oh, sure. You know, let's see how it goes and build us a website. Sure. And so this manager does build them this website, this uh, Welcome to Mozart's Ghost, whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't really understand it, but they're excited to give it a go. And their profile does rise. They manage to get some pretty decent gigs out of it. Maybe they get a record deal and they start mm-hmm. touring and everything's going well, you know. Yeah. The band is a success. Until one evening, they're playing a successful gig and they come off stage and they find the FBI awaiting backstage in the green room. Right. And they're all immediately arrested and charged with conspiracy to commit cyber terrorism. Okay. And they don't even have any idea what cyber terrorism is because they're just a band. They don't, <laughs> they don't really fuck with the internet. Mm. So that's, that's their manager's whole thing. Uh, but it turns out that their manager is, of course, an agent of the Praetorians, which right. is the cyber terrorism gang. Yeah. And this is where it ties back to the original movie where when the cyber terrorists were trying to set up their portal into you know, all these classified servers and files, they needed something incredibly benign and kind of unsuspicious to kind of act as a, a window shop as a front for the whole operation mm-hmm. and so that's why they've brought in this unsuspecting bunch of rock singers who don't actually even know what the internet is particularly yeah and they're, and they're just using them as like patsies and then using the website you know through that little pie symbol at the bottom of the screen using that as the gateway into hacking into all the systems mm-hmm. so the band mozart's ghost have had nothing to do with any of this but they've been 100 percent set up and now they're taking the fall for it all yeah sure because it's their website yeah so all the signs point to them and so now, the, now that the government believes that they must have been in on it, they face the fight of their lives to clear their name and save their band. Mm-hmm. So then I feel like it could become like an Aaron Sorkin style drama. That's why I call it the trial of Mozart's mm-hmm. ghost, because it's like the trial of Chicago 7. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I'm thinking they hire like a top flight lawyer or maybe a lawyer who's like a, maybe I think a lawyer who loves rock and roll. 
because they don't have any money. <laughs> a lawyer who loves rock and roll decides to defend them like pro bono, mm-hmm. just to, you know, out the goodness of his heart, to, mm-hmm. you know, because he believes in rock and roll. And I'm thinking that lawyer can only be played by Mr. Jack Black. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. it's kind very of playing to type because he's, you know, he's a rock and roll guy. Yep. But also I, I like the idea of him playing like a lawyer because that's very much against type for him. Mm, you know, he's yeah. wearing a suit and he's being very smart and loyally. Mm-hmm. But it's all in the name of protecting, rescuing rock and roll. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I just think it should be, then it should just be this whole very, very tense legal drama with lots of very Aaron Sorkin dialogue, you know. There's definitely going to be an old judge with big jowls who's going to be like, order, order. You know, there's going to be all of that. <laughs> no, you're out of order. <laughs> Objection. You know, all, all the cliches. Yeah. It's going to be all of that. There's going to be lots of explaining to the jurors, like what the internet is. You know, it's mm-hmm. going to be very, very, and how the internet works. It's going to be very dumbed down. At any point, will Jack Black get out of guitar? I think he'll have to. Like maybe in court? Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, I don't know how, but yes, I like the idea that he, his closing argument is done with, Fire a guitar riff, so, yeah. <laughs> In conclusion, you're on a rock, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, and, yeah. And that sort of point, yeah. And I just think, like, obviously, at the end, they get off. Jack Black wins the day. Mm-hmm. The band are exonerated. Mm-hmm. The terrorists go down, and the band play a celebratory homecoming gig at their local venue and invite <laughs> their lawyer on stage to come and rock out with them. Nice. And uh, yeah, it flashes up a film by Aaron Sorkin, <laughs> The Net Two: The Trial of Mozart's Ghost. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I quite like that one. Thank you. Yeah. So, should we move on to listener submissions? Sure. I feel like this film brought out the best in us. We both had good ideas this week. Yeah. Yeah. Good choice, me. (laughs) Okay. It also brought out the best in some of our listeners. We had a lot of good suggestions this week. Mm -hmm. This film was a popular choice, which I was was quite pleased by. So, Gary Ancheta said the sequel is called The Net to the Web, and it's all about a malevolent Ask Jeeves program fighting Sandra Bullock in 1997. <laughs> do you remember Ask Jeeves? It was like Yahoo before Yahoo. Yeah, uh, yeah I like that. It, it, like maybe Ask Jeeves himself is evil mm-hmm. and uh, Sandra Bullock gets pulled into his evil scheme as mm-hmm. her next cybercrime assignment. Who knows? So that was the web. Uh, Joe Herman just said the cloud, which would be a very good way to kind yep. of modernize it. Yeah. Yep. Dan Lebrecht said the dark net after accidentally clicking on the wrong link. Old man Ryan Reynolds is accidentally hired as a hitman. I'm seeing where this is going. His target, Sandra Bullock. He must save her from other random rollerblading and parkouring teens that's activated by TikTok into becoming hitmen as well. So I guess the internet is recruiting. I also like the idea that Ryan Reynolds, who must be like 45 at this point, yeah. is still playing a teenager. Sure. Well, no, I think that's the point is like he's playing someone who doesn't know what TikTok is. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yes, you're right. Sure. And also he's been in a lot of movies with Sandra Bullock and they work well together. Right. So, sure. yeah. The only way to save Sandra Bullock is to go to the source of the internet, the mainframe, yep. and shut down the dark net once and for all. <laughs> I, like, I would watch that movie. Yeah, yeah. I'd watch the hell out of that. Okay, this is one of my favorites. Another favorite. Brian Markowski said, Te-net. Ugh. Does the internet make any sense to you? If it does, it sure won't after Christopher Nolan continues forward and or backwards with Angela Bennett's deep dive into the interspace. <laughs> God. I love it. I love that. Uh, CJ Tudor said the net 2022. It takes place in the year 2022, but the year 2022 as imagined by the hit film, the net. So, in, <laughs> so the computers right. are basically just magic yeah. wands at this point. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That could be a lot of fun. Uh, Elizabeth key said the internet of things, the hackers are able to activate washing machines, microwaves, lights, etc., and terrorize the main protagonists. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, Andrew Liefering had a similar idea to mine. He said the pizza, he said pizza.net. The thrilling untold story of how Sandra Bullock's internet pizza was delivered. <laughs> Over on Twitter, Karina at 
Idod Manalu said, The dark net. Angela had to go into hiding after the cyber-terrorism incident. She and her two kids are the targets of a revenge plot. In order to stay safe, she now has to search for those who hunt her. In doing so, she finds the dark side of herself and turns the tables on them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, recasted pod at recasted pod said 25 years later angela discovers that the government is creating users on social media platforms and registering them as voters it's not the fbi or the nsa she should be fearing though this plot reaches far beyond the oval office so i guess that could be like oh, could it be aliens who knows it goes sure, deep yeah. craptaculous at craptaculous said angela is up against a conspiracy so vast so dark so entrenched in our society she doesn't know who to trust or where to turn in this thriller that pits neighbor versus neighbor, relative versus relative in The Net 2, The Rise of Q. Is it like QAnon? Ah, uh, yeah. got it. Yep. yep. Internet conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And finally, Film Floggers at Film Floggers just said the sequel was Twitter. Oh, we're, we are living in that darkest timeline now where Twitter is the scary internet thing that ruins all our lives. I guess, yeah. Yeah, I can buy that. So thank you everybody for those sequel ideas. We ask for your listener submissions every week, a few days before we record, by putting posts on Facebook and Twitter where you can post your ideas. So make sure you like and follow our pages if you don't want to miss out. To listen to more episodes of Beyond the Box Set, you can subscribe and browse our back catalogue on any podcasting platform, including Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and many others, all of which you can also leave a five-star review if you so wish. You can also support us on Patreon for as much or as little as you think we're worth. And in doing that, you can access all the bonus features we mentioned earlier. You can find all those links in the description below or at beyondtheboxset.com. Mm -hmm. And next week, Harry, it is back over to you. You've failed to find a Y2K movie mm -hmm. in the 10 minutes you tried. So what was your plan A? <laughs> uh my uh my plan a was to do hackers hackers great actually i was hoping you'd say this yeah, yeah. let's do a back-to-back -back. let's make yeah, this a little so, season so it came out the same year yeah um and i assume it's the same sort of thing mm -hmm. um do not know no, yeah. no idea which film is going to be the better film mm -hmm. all i do know is from looking at pictures of this angelina jolie looks way more like you, what you'd expect a hacker to look like okay. than uh Sandy Bollock does. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. No, I've I've not actually seen it ever, but I'm excited to. Yeah. I was I was going. I, was... I mean, she still looks like she looks fantastic. Yeah. But she doesn't look like, you know, like the model that she does. They've now. at least tried to style her as some kind of computer alt. Yeah. Culture kind of person. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. She looks very alternative. Yeah. Okay. I'm intrigued. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm interested to see what this is. Me too. I hope it's fun. I hope I it's know. not just a complete reshoot of this, but I've got a good feeling. I feel like it's yeah. Yeah. Gonna be a bit campier. We'll see. Yeah. So we'll see. Cool. Thanks everyone for listening. Yep. Thanks for subscribing. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Meet in IRL in private. In real life.